Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics, five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and we are excited to welcome Dr. Ernie Eggers. Dr. Eggers has had some really amazing cars, which include Porsches, a Maserati, a Ferrari, a Buick Grand National, and a late 70s Trans Am, and he also had uh, 12 laps in a Petty stock car. So, Dr. Eggers, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here today. Well. Thank you. I appreciate having me. Oh, you know, this, this, here's a great story of how all this happens. Uh, I take my son over to his house, uh, cause you all have a pool in your backyard and I take him in the Mustang. So he just happens to pull up behind me and he's like, what year is that? And so we just started talking cars and now you're here at the, on the show. So thank you for, thank you for joining us. It was a lot yeah. of fun. And we're definitely interested in hearing some of your stories from your cars from back in yesteryear. And um, so, I, you know, I think the one that intrigues, I know you're going to be the – well, both of you guys are going to be the Ferrari guys, I think. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Maserati by Turbo, let's start with that one. Um, um, so it's, this is a mid-'80s vehicle, and I want to say that was a V6 back in the day. It's a V6 so, yep. okay. by Turbo. Okay, yep. Yeah, uh, fire engine red uh, sedan, mm-hmm. and it was a rocket. Okay. But, uh, and it had good brakes, but it could not corner well. Okay. Did you find that out the hard way? Yeah. Okay. I did not wreck it. No, I didn't go off the road. Okay. Anything. All right. No, but uh, uh, I liked the car, but uh, it didn't handle like a Porsche or mm-hmm. a Ferrari. I see. And I sold it to my brother. Okay. Well, my brother's probably never driven over 70 miles an hour. All right. <laughs> and he did take a turn and ah, oh, wow. finished it off. Gotcha. Ah, he okay. Did. So he didn't get hurt. Uh, he got, you know, bruised up. Mm-hmm. He took a turn up in Columbus, Ohio, too fast with it. And, I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't a car for him to buy anyway, but he did. Right. Yeah, but it was a it was an amazing car uh, for a small engine that it had. Mm-hmm. The acceleration was tremendous, and it was stick. Was it a heavy car? No. No, yeah. it was not a heavy car. Okay. Thirty four, thirty three, four. 3,400 pounds, something like that. And it, they only made them for a couple of years in the 80s. This was the car that brought Maserati back because they had done custom sports cars, but this was their let's get let's get a car that everybody can buy, and it was comfortable. I, mm-hmm. I had for, uh, neighbors that had one, and I remember riding in it, and it was a comfortable sedan for being a sports sedan. It was. And it was. If, at the time, I was... Six five and a half and two hundred and fifty five pounds. Yeah, <laughs> but I fit into it nicely. There you go. Now I understand we we were talking earlier uh, before we started the show that uh, of, of you had a very unique adventure in this Maserati on one of our local highways here uh, with a Ford Mustang that uh, you had thought uh, was going to try to drag race you. Well, I uh, <laughs> was coming uh, coming back uh, with the Maserati from St. Matthews out on the expressway and I was probably doing about a hundred and I saw this Mustang trying to catch up and I thought he just wanted to race. It just looked like a regular rest Mustang. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And at 115, he turned his lights on. <laughs> so, so I thought, I'm in the soup now, but I uh, hope I know him or taking care of him. And uh, he was going to haul me downtown and until uh, he saw who I was. And at the time, I was a doctor that took care of the police, uh, uh, the police retirement board. And if they had orthopedic injuries, I evaluated them. Gave him a certain percentage okay. off, so he knew my name very well, yep. and he said, gotcha. "Don't drive that fast on this expressway." <laughs> right. So he recognized go. you by your license plate, correct? No, <laughs> huh? he didn't catch me until oh. <laughs> I saw the lights. Until I saw the lights. Gotcha. All right, because I was wondering if you got off on that kind of a speed ticket, I need to kind of get a the vanity plate, the one you had on that Maserati to get you out of that ticket. <laughs> well, my brother, my brother, who's 13 years younger, is also a speedster, and he had a Ferrari and one of the number uh, Ferraris, and he is a neurosurgeon and works between Owensboro and uh, Evansville. So he went to both places. They used to pick him up with an air, with, with an aircraft mm. or a, uh, helicopter oh, and wow. take him on emergencies, <laughs> but he was doing 120, and the policeman couldn't catch him. He, ah, was a gotcha. he was a deputy sheriff, so he set up a roadblock. They stopped him, oh. and he said, "I'm going to an emergency." So he had a big ticket coming, and uh, date with the judge. But uh, two weeks after that happened, the deputy sheriff is on a stretcher in the emergency room, looking up at him. Oh, wow. And he recognized who he was, everybody who knew Dr. Eggers was in, in Owensboro. And somebody had shot him in the back and paralyzed oh. his legs. Oh, no. Oh, that's a so shame. So my, my brother operated on him and got one leg back almost normal. The other leg, he had to wear a short leg brace. He was out of commission for regular duty, but he had uh, desk duty from then on. Yeah, but he was so grateful. He said, you will never have another ticket oh, there you go. in this county. <laughs> yeah. And I came over the hill coming to visit him one time, just doing 82, and I got caught. But when he saw my name, he said, are you related to Dr. Eggers? And I said, yeah, I'm his brother. So he said, don't come over the hill that fast. No, okay. <laughs> there you go. Now, so, and, and again, this is in the 80s, so this is when local – they started getting in unmarked Mustangs at that time. Mm -hmm. yep. And some marked Mustangs. First one I ever saw. Yeah. Yep. First that one turned. I ever saw. Yeah. Now, in Ohio, when I was uh, younger, uh, they did the Pontiac, and it had a special name for it, the big engine. Mm -hmm. And uh, you couldn't you couldn't get away from that with a Corvette. <laughs> gotcha. But, but my, I'm, I'm old enough that uh, – Back in my teens, I started driving when I was 14. Mm -hmm. By 15, I uh, bought a Ford convertible, V8, 49, nice. and it was a great car. And I started drag racing out on the streets, mm -hmm. and we could do that back then. Mm -hmm. This is up in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. And I dropped my transmission one night about a mile away from home. And my oh, wow. buddy and I had to push it all the way close to where I, I lived so my uh, dad didn't think I was out on a main street. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and that, but, that was not a light car to have to push probably either. No, right? that wasn't a light car. <laughs> right, no. right, right, right. So yeah. the, uh, fa the, the, we started out, uh, uh, my two friends, the one who was with me and his cousin, his dad owned a Plymouth uh, DeSoto Chrysler place. 
and he told us we could go out and get anything we wanted from his barn out in the country. So we went out there and picked out a 32 Ford. Oh, wow. And we cut the top off of it and put uh, new tires, axles, uh, transmission of just a regular stock V8 DeSoto engine in it. Okay. And a really high ratio differential. Mm. Nice. And to 80, the Corvettes couldn't catch us. Wow. Nothing could catch us, but top speed was 87. I'll be darned. So the differential, differential slowed it down, but it, right. it was it was a rocket, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a safe car. I bet it was fun to drive, though. It was fun to drive, fun to drive, and uh, well, they used a thirty-two Ford in American Graffiti. That's the uh, that's the yellow Ford that Mackenzie Phillips was uh, passenger in. I forgot the actor's name who was driving it, but it was uh, that there was a thirty-two Ford in that. Yep, I remember, sure I remember yep. that in Graffiti. Yep, that's exactly right. So your brother had a Ferrari. You then also had a Ferrari. Is that right? Am I a Daytona. You right? Yeah, he oh. didn't have a Daytona. Okay, I bought a used Daytona. And then I sold that in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I also had Porsches. I've had four Porsches. Okay. I started out with Porsches in 72. All right. And you have to get the hang of driving Porsches. It's a rear engine. And if you go into a turn, a pretty quick turn, you have to either have level or accelerating. Don't let up on the accelerator or your rear end will is lost i see so uh i only just about went off the road once with my first one but after that i knew my last one was 88 uh turbo um cabriolet Mm -hmm. with the big right flare 911 the big whale tail had the whale tail and the the big wide uh rear fenders Mm -hmm. and tires that was fast a friend of mine who was number one in the world in tennis, Jim Courier. I don't know if any of you all remember him. Oh, yeah, I do. And uh, he called me up from Paris after he won the Paris Open and said, I want to buy your car. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Well, so did I, you sell it to him? I sold it to him. All right. <laughs> he had it trucked out to uh, uh, Indian Wells out in California, mm-hmm. and he kept it until just a couple of years ago. Oh, oh, wow. I'll be darned. I'm a big Porsche fan, uh, definitely a 911 fan as well. The 911 so, uh, is is a fantastic car, um, but I, you have to know how to drive them. I'm pretty sure I had that, that your car, that poster on my wall. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, of uh, the 911. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had a 911 slant nose with the wide end and a big whale tail, red, coming around a turn half sideways with smoke coming up. <laughs> right. A big poster on my wall in my yep. when I was in high school. Yep. So yeah. always been a big Porsche fan. But I, I never took any of my Porsches over 155. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, just didn't feel safe out on the Snyder Freeway because they hadn't finished it yet. Mm-hmm. But so that, uh, that I did I did open up the Daytona. The Daytona was faster, and oh, wow. I got that up to 167. But um, yeah. And just for the folks listening, that is a 72 Ferrari Daytona, not a convertible, but still the same model that was in Miami Vice. Uh, okay. Except the Miami Vice version was a convertible. Gotcha. Uh, yep. But I love the the look of that car. Uh, somebody here in Louisville uh, has one and brings it up to cars and coffee. coffee. I've seen it. It's yep. black and, and really you know, they got it really just like Miami Vice. It's got oh. the tan leather interior. Fast. Uh, and they I think they actually have a Miami Vice license plate on the back. 
and a little plaque and a sheet to kind of put people with the car with the the TV show. It's but a great looking car. It's a beautiful, car. beautiful car. Yeah. I hated hated the part with it, but uh, I just sort of was uh, uh, shuttling from one car to another. Mm-hmm. It seems and back then, and what? my interests always uh, uh, varied. Mm-hmm. Did you find between the Porsche and the Ferrari that the Ferrari that gated shifter is just one of those little that I've heard that the, short shift that short shift and mm-hmm. it's just something that once you have it it's one of those things that you just remember going I you, just love that you on can that car. speed shift in a, a Ferrari wow faster than you can a Porsche wow see you're not going to find this in a magazine you're going to find it for somebody <laughs> right. who owns it and actually drove it so <laughs> exactly. pay attention listeners oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh speed shift well I dropped my dad's transmission too uh, <laughs> racing okay alright so, yeah. well, that's the second one we've known of so how many transmissions did you throw in your uh, lifetime I, I dropped it in my 49 Ford, and I dropped it in my dad's 56 uh, Chevy. Mm-hmm. That uh, while he was out of town for two weeks, I put a uh, new manifold and a four barrel carburetor and dual um, uh, dual uh, mufflers. I can't remember dual glass back. Okay, glass backs. Oh wow. Okay, and had a little a dip- snap sound. Had a different sound to it yeah. when I <laughs> dad got back to town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I dropped his second gear. I dropped just his second gear and. First thing the mechanic says is, do you have a son in your family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I love it. That you were terribly expensive, but I didn't drop the whole transmission. Okay. So, none. so I mean, what was the story? Your dad, did you did you say, oh, hey, dad, um, you know, I, uh, by the way, I tuned up your car this weekend while you were gone. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that what you said to him? Or I, I told him, I told him <laughs> something's wrong with second gear. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and he, he, brought, knew, he knew what. Yeah. Listen, uh, he came from Seymour, Indiana, okay. and was one of eight kids up there. And uh, he had two brothers. They were twins. And they were pretty wild. And I went up to Seymour and found out about him. And he started driving when he was 13. Mm. And uh, he was he was a wild one when he was younger. And he's a minister. He became a minister, uh-huh. <laughs> like his dad, my grandfather. Oh wow! So he really didn't get upset with me. And my dad was very lenient with me. We were very close. And uh, that's great. Probably he died mm, 19 years ago, and I still miss him. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he, he accepted it yeah. gracefully. I got you. <laughs> More right. so than I probably would have. Right, right, uh-huh. right. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was one of the, thing, one of the characteristics of, I, not uh, just going touching on the the Daytona again, that that you that you either liked the most of the Ferrari that you thought, you know, if, if these other cars would have this, it would make it a more of a complete car or something that was just special about that Ferrari that was unique to it. Oh, I think the acceleration, the top speed, the uh, cornering ability was every bit, if not better, than any of the horses I'd driven. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I went out on the, um, what's that out in Prospect, that uh, curvy. 42? 40, it's off of 42. Or 22. Okay, oh, Cover Bridge Road. Cover, cover Bridge. Yeah, yeah Cover it. Bridge. Mm-hmm. And if there wasn't much traffic, uh, the Ferrari felt a lot more comfortable yeah. than the Porsches hitting those turns. But wow. it's too much. Too many people live out there now to do that. <laughs> right, right. Well, and the sound, that exhaust note of a Ferrari is just unique. The oh, Ferrari. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, the sound of it. Yeah. yeah. The sound of it, too. The Grand National was another one Ooh. that I picked up along the way. And 
and uh, my daughter, Lori, mm-hmm. uh, when we went to pick it up, it's all black, and it's in a garage out at uh, uh, where I bought it. And she walked around it twice and says, well, it only says Buick twice. <laughs> she didn't think I'd ever buy anything that ended up in an I or an oh, A gotcha. or an E. Yeah, yeah right. I got but you. Yeah. that was a rocket ship. Uh, that was a rocket. It was under five seconds to 60. But uh, no brakes, no cornering ability. Mm-hmm. And it was not a safe car. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had fun with it. And I, I could... I could say up with the Corvettes mm-hmm. at that time. I couldn't nowadays, but mm-hmm. then I could. And I sold that to uh, a doctor friend of mine who had a 16-year-old. I said, do not let him drive this car. <laughs> and at 17, he let him drive the car, and he totaled it. Oh. But he didn't get hurt, good but on. he totaled well, that's it. that's good. So I, have a, I don't have a good uh, trade-in <laughs> value for my cars. <laughs> well, and that's in that... Uh, the Grand National, that was uh, Louisville and Jefferson County. I don't know if Jefferson County did because they reset the two police departments at the time for the mm-hmm. county. But I know Louisville had Grand Nationals sure as police cars yeah, at the time. And yep. I all came so close to almost landing one at one of their auctions when they oh, were, when they started letting them go. And I only paid sixteen thousand dollars for this car. Mm-hmm. And that's. I, that's yeah, it's just and it would get a whole lot more now. It's, yeah. it's funny on which no. which car that you have and which one's going to appreciate more so than other cars than others. But um, yeah, they were wickedly fast. There's a reason why the police used a lot of Grand Nationals mm-hmm. for a time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me take a quick moment here and ask our listeners to please check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And we're going to come back to talking with Dr. Eggers. What, uh, uh, when it comes to your Porsches, because I could sit here and just ask you questions about the Ferrari all night, and uh, John and I will be excited, and Jason would take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) What was, of the Porsches that you had, what was, uh, you know, it's interesting, because it's like, which one's your favorite child? What was your favorite model as far as maybe speed, torque, comfort? The, The... the 911 uh, Turbo mm-hmm. uh, with the oil tilt, the 80, 88, mm-hmm. 88. And it's a really a collector uh, Porsche, mm-hmm. and uh, Courier should have held on to it. Right. In fact, my oldest daughter, Leah, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know her. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to buy it from Jim because he took uh, my wife and I and another couple out at Indian Wells out to dinner one night. And I said, Leo wants to buy that Porsche. You're not using it. He says, oh, he wants to hold on to it. But he finally let it go, and Mm. that was worth holding on to because that that car's going to be worth a lot of money. It's Not that it makes any difference to Jim Courier. Right. (laughs) But that's a complete car. I mean, that model... With more of the wider, wider yes. body on yeah. it and uh, the wheel tail, it's, it, it 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 cornered better than all the other 911s I had. And I think it's one of the best looking 911s. Yeah. Even they was. they talk about the new 911s that had little scrambled eggs headlights, and they kind of changed that around to the newer models. And that that eighty that 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 was the quintessential Porsche. I mean, when you think of it, you're thinking of that, mm-hmm. right? A, and the the rear tires are about 
as wide as half of our uh, studio table. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's like super glue on the pavement. It, there. <laughs> uh, it looked good if you're in back of it watching it go away. It certainly did. We're, yeah. you know, speaking about that, and this is just a weird. And if if you remember, that's fine. If you don't, that's okay. Um, for the for those back tires, those are considerably custom, I would imagine. But were they challenging if you ever had to replace those? Because I know that the like Lamborghini Countach tires were. You had to get specifically those tires because they were specific to that car because of how wide and the I speed rating. I never had to change them. I only oh, had it for twelve thousand miles. Okay. Okay. So uh, uh, Jim may have had to, mm-hmm. but I never had to change the tires on them. But those rear tires were more than the average tire. I know mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, they were hefty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. I mean, they're like a truck tire, uh, as far as expense is concerned. Mm-hmm. You had made reference to a Pontiac uh, as a police car, I think, Ned, but you also had a late 70s Pontiac. Do you, do you remember the year? Not was a late it? term. I had a 65. Yeah. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Okay. It so was a 65, but it was I had nothing on it, air conditioning or anything, and it was a, it was a fast car. What uh, what kind of Pontiac was it, do you recall? It was it a, a Bonneville, Bonneville uh, Coupe, oh, wow. okay. uh, yeah. uh, hardtop convertible. Oh, okay. It was wow. one of the best-looking cars. Right. Right. And did American you American cars that I've ever had. Did you have a Trans Am though? No Trans Am? Trans Am, yeah. Okay. What year was that? That was a six point six. That was oh, wow. seventy uh two or three. Okay. okay. Two or three. So I had a Porsche. Right. I had a Porsche then, but I got that too. Okay. Yep. And then I had I gave it to my wife. She had a car, mm-hmm. an older car that wasn't as good. So I gave that to her and uh she only got one ticket. Okay, that's well, great. But so, yeah. we, we got it fixed. Okay, <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> there you go. Now I, it's a silly question, but between the when you had the Trans Am and the Porsche, which one took a little longer to get to the gas station versus the other one? I would imagine the Trans Am took a little. It, it could go to a gas station a little quicker than the Porsche. Or did the Trans Am uh, <laughs> yeah. took a lot of gas? Sure, yeah. it yeah. was a big six point six. Wow, and uh, uh, it was it was strong. It was strong, and off the line, it was strong. In fact, off the line, it would beat uh, the uh, the Porsches, mm-hmm. but not the Turbo. Mm-hmm. Oh, ahead. yeah. It's amazing. I mean, because the Pontiac's a heavy car, and that's a big engine. So, yeah. But to, to take a Porsche off the line, that's surprising because Porsche's got that yeah. torque in the lighter. Yeah. Wow. That's machinery. I love that. <laughs> the artistry of that. I did a fair amount of drag racing when I was in, before I even had a license. But uh, <laughs> once I converted my father's car, mm-hmm. that '56 Chevy, uh, like we had an airport drag strip, mm-hmm. and they just took an old runway and converted. And uh, we had quite a crowd of cars, and uh, most I ever got out of it was about eighty-two, eighty-three mm-hmm. in the quarter, which could beat a lot of cars. But um, uh, once they started uh, coming up with the bigger, bigger engines, the Vets and mm-hmm. and the bigger Pontiac engines, uh, couldn't stay with any of them. Right. Was this drag strip like a Friday night thing or Saturday night thing? Sunday or? afternoon. Sunday yeah. afternoon. Sunday afternoon. And yeah. how many how many people would show up to to race their cars? Oh, we'd usually have about sixty cars. Wow, sixty cars, maybe more. And we'd have at least two, three hundred people. Nice. Right yeah. And this is in Ohio. This is in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, Akron. Okay. yeah. it's right. out near 
where they make the blimps. Okay. All right. I don't know if you all have oh, ever wow. seen a picture of the blimp factory. It's mm-hmm. a, the largest unsupported structure in the world. Interesting. It no, ought, I've never seen it. I don't know if it's, it ought to be the eighth wonder. Hmm. Uh, they uh. have their own weather system in there. Really? It rains. It clouds up. Uh, Interesting. It's, it's huge. And this is in Akron, Ohio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up in Akron. Never knew so this. I neither good, it's Goodyear. Goodyear. Yep. Okay. That's okay. where they make all their blimps. I'll be darned. If you've, if you've never seen a blimp hanger, there's <laughs> not many left. There's not many around anymore. There used to no, be a lot of them. I've only been I've only been out once, and uh, it takes a couple hours just to open the door. Wow. To open it up oh, to where they can let one out. Cool. They're very cool. So, Doctor Eggers, uh, what, what's what's your life cycle with cars? So, it sounds like you you've had you've had a lot of cars, and you said you only put the twelve thousand on the one. Were you the type of guys like I'm going to buy this, drive about a year, I'm going to get rid of it, I'm going to buy another one? Is that is that kind of how you did you ever hang on to anything? Yeah, I. It was like girlfriends before I got married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I liked cars, and I had a friend who also uh, drove a lot of fast cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a um, oh Aston Martin. Okay, that was a pretty quick car. But uh, uh, then we'd trade cars on weekends, and I just uh, I don't know why I could afford them, so I just bought them. That was your yeah, thing. Sure. You like cars. That you was like back, nice cars. That was back then. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't right. do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, of all the cars that you owned, do you have an absolute top favorite? The the nine eleven turbo. Okay, we're going back to that. Yeah. Eighty eight convertible and automatic top. That was probably my favorite, and the the uh, Ferrari second. Gotcha. I think I'm on the same page. Those are my two favorite cars that uh, Dr. Eggers has owned that we've talked about tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and that Porsche, that that engine has just that that wrote that sound. Now, was that air cooled or was that water cooled? Air. Air cooled. And it has that certain kind of mechanical Porsche sound. Oh, yeah. That whine of that. You can tell the difference, yeah, between that. But the Ferrari. Uh, just when it's idling, you can mm. tell. Yeah, you can tell what it is. Yeah, it, oh. it's just the cans that the, the Ferraris have. It Italian, just, uh, Italian yeah. guttural mm-hmm. tone to it. I got the goosebumps coming up on my arm. Right, right. So here, here's a good question. I mean, obviously there weren't any Ferrari um, establishments here in, in Louisville back in the '80s, to my knowledge. Was there? I mean, there was yes. Louisville Motorsports. Yes. Okay. yes. Okay. Charlie Ho. Okay. Charlie right. Ho had uh, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, um, Maseratis. Okay. Maseratis. And I had some electrical problems with my Maserati. Okay. So I, he would always give me his personal AMG Mercedes convertible. Okay. Which was a bear. Yeah, absolutely. It had a blueprint engine. I don't know what the total horsepower in it, but it was a fast car. Fast car. Wow, and I love that car too. But I did, I did bomb me. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if y'all remember in Charlie Ho, but uh, he he came from China, and his dad gave him five million dollars a year as a to live on. Oh, yeah, that's and must be right. So he got this dealership, 
but it uh, went out of business because uh, we're not a Lamborghini, Aston Martin, Ferrari town. Supercar just, market is very low. We aren't. There's, there's just a few of us car bugs mm-hmm. years ago used to buy these, but you don't see too many. Uh, I don't see a lot of Porsches on the road anymore. Not not the souped up ones. Right. Right. And was this the deal, the, the shop that was down on Broadway? Yes. Okay. Yes. I spent a lot of time in there. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> that- I, I couldn't. I could barely get in and out of a Lamborghini, so I said, "I'll never get one of these, Charlie." <laughs> my my grandfather went down there. He he had something going on down there, and they had this black Countach, Lamborghini Countach, sitting in the. And at that time, they had the velvet ropes around it. And I guess he knew somebody there, and he said, "Paul, you want to you want to you want to get in that thing?" He's like, "Uh, how?" <laughs> so well, let me, well, let's open it up. He said, well, "Where's the door handle?" So they had a fun time just talking about it, and he he's, they told him the process of well, put your butt in first and swing your legs in, and he said, "Well, getting in it was a whole lot easier than getting out of it." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, t- it t- I had to get some people to help just pull pull me out of it because, uh, but. He, he said, you want to go down there and look at it? I said, then no, let me sit in it. He said, yeah, you're probably all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I didn't get a Corvette in 72 uh, is because my wife told me that you're not going to fit into a Corvette. And I really didn't. My head hit the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I did have a little bit of room, more room with the Porsche. And, and it's uh, funny, the, those... the, other, the car that I really wanted, and I'm still uh, checking Mm-hmm. is the uh, 69, but I was in the Navy during Vietnam at that time, mm-hmm. the 69 Hirsch Olds. Wow. More on yeah. the floor mm-hmm. and the Hirsch engine. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best-looking cars on the road. And it's one of the best Oldsmobiles ever built. It, that's it. That's it. He'd stopped after uh, 69. And I really thought after I get out and make a few coins, that would be the first car I got, <laughs> but uh, I sort of forgot about it and got a Porsche instead. Well, you certainly need a new uh, a lot of coins to to buy that car today. <laughs> You're right, that's for sure. You're right, exactly. It is, it is a very high dollar car, mm-hmm. uh, I, and very hard to find, especially in uh, really good condition. Well, I uh, happened on one and uh, on the internet, and it was one hundred and thirty thousand no. dollars. Oh yeah, wow. Yep, and and that's, every that's, in, that's in great condition. Yeah. Now I'm looking for one that is older mm-hmm. and needs to be reconditioned, and then I'm, I might get somebody to help me with that. But uh, I'd, I'd like to get an older it. one for about thirty or forty thousand, mm-hmm. and then and then get it reconditioned. Well, there's three guys here that might be able to help you out with that. We're, we're thinking maybe, right? <laughs> That's right. Y'all work on them? I, I can hold a flashlight better than anybody. <laughs> right. I was the I, official flashlight holder, and I, and I, to this day, will say that I'm an expert flash holder. But my grandfather, rest in peace, he would say, you still got some work. <laughs> you still got Listen, some work to right. do. So. I, could, I knew a lot about how to do things with cars back when I was a teenager. And up until I got the 65 Bonneville, and I knew a lot about that. But once cars got complicated, mm-hmm. and the whole hood, hood, you open up the hood, and the whole thing is right. is filled up. Filled <laughs> up. Uh, right. uh, Where do you start? I wouldn't begin to, to yeah. try anything with a, with a car nowadays. Yeah. I repair most of my, most of my cars, but I've, I've realized that uh, most of them now, you've got to be a little more bendy. 
and a little uh, twisty to be able to twist around and get up underneath dashboards to change fans out nowadays. And some things are just worth paying somebody to do. Uh-huh. Uh, they have the special tool that... Is- <laughs> yeah, bad as my back is, uh, I'd be in an ambulance. Yeah, <laughs> that and you're so, you're so tight. It, the it's so they cram everything in there so tightly, and I, I mean, I, most of us in here we got bear paws for hands, so I can't mm-hmm. fit, even fit my hands down with a tool in it to just to to turn a wrench on it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just challenging. Well, dropping a Desoto V8 engine into a 32 Ford was a piece of cake. Oh wow, there's. Plenty of room to work oh, with. Yeah. You can probably sit in the engine bay yeah. and work on that. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's exactly right. Times have changed on those, that's for sure. Um, Dr. Eggers, we're going to wrap up here, but there's just one last question. Uh, I think you kind of answered it. It was more of, you know, if you had to buy something now or if, if there's still something on your bucket list, you just mentioned the 69 Oldsmobile. Is that the actual car that you would be after right this second if you had the opportunity, or is there just uh, one a, last? An older one that, that looked like it could be renewed. Okay. Yep. Yes. That would be a 69. 69. 69, yeah, yeah. So um, They only had 68 and 69. All right, well. I saw two of them up at Cleveland, um, Western, Western Reserve, um, in the scientific building. They had cars on two floors, all kinds of cars. I drooled, mm-hmm. and uh, they only had two of them, and I, I really was figuring out how I could steal one of those out of there. <laughs> you can't get through the doorway. Oh, right, right. But uh, exactly. it is a beautiful car, and I took pictures of it, got it somewhere. Well, well how about nice. that? That's, that's what I would, but uh, I don't know. At my age uh, and my uh, heart health, <laughs> I don't know if I can outlive fixing up anything. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Well, Dr. Eggers, I know I want to uh, – I speak for all of us when I say thank you for your service and your time in the Navy. Oh, Absolutely. We appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Yes, appreciate it. Yes. And, uh, yep, Dr. Eggers, thank you so much for joining us here this evening. Uh, you've had some really cool cars, and your stories behind them were certainly great to hear. We are glad to have you here on our show tonight, so thank you very much. And uh, for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe so you're notified of new shows, and please leave us a review. Your reviews are much appreciated. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.